Good morning, good morning. Man, I hope everybody is doing well. I am doing great. I'm doing fantastic. God is amazing. God is doing some wonderful things. I just came out of a time of prayer. Um, and it's just been such a time of refreshing. You know, I'm always reminded of the scripture that says in, in God's presence comes a time of refreshing. And I remember that, that was a prophetic word part of a prophetic word that I got last year. And I can really say I'm in the best place um, spiritually and mentally that I've been in in a long time. And I can just say to God be the glory for the things that he's done. He's truly been awesome. He's truly been a sustainer. He's truly been a way maker. He's truly been the glory and the lifter of my head. And I can just say and just give him thanks and praise and just say thank you. Uh, Jesus, for, for being faithful. Thank you for being loving. Thank you for being kind. Thank you for lifting me out of the mire and clay, as the psalmist said, and, and placing my feet on um, solid rock. Um, today's podcast is going to offend a lot of people. Um, well, it'll offend you depending on your maturity level. It'll offend you depending on your perspective. Um, I wrote this morning on the foundation of prayer. It's going to be up on my blog. Please read it. Um, let me know if it blesses you. Let me know if it encourages you. And I'm, I've been really just stirred up um, to talk about prayer because as I look at the state of the world, I look um, at, at just some things that are going on in life. And it's very interesting when you really start to discern, when you really start to see, when you really start to have eyes to ear and ears to perceive um, what the Spirit of the Lord is saying, you come to a realization, and the realization is shocking. It's stunning. It's staggering. And what is the realization? The realization is that people don't pray. It's funny because uh, we have an adage and phrase, especially in the black church context of when people say, I'm praying for you, that is the prayer. And as funny as that is, it's sad because most of the time it's true. Most of the time uh, people um, gossip about things. People talk about things. People say, oh man, that's crazy. Oh man, that's terrible. Oh man, did you see that? Oh, did you see, did you see what he did? did girl, you see what she did? Girl, that's crazy. But how many people fix their lips to pray for a situation? How many people can truly say that they've gotten on their knees before God? Um, they've allowed um, their brokenness about a situation, the, the sobriety of a situation to drive them into a place of prayer. And to be honest, most people cannot say that. Um, there was a particular um issue and it's so funny because I feel like every time I take a break from social media and I come back there's always something going on that that Christians are talking about yes talking not praying talking about uh giving an opinion about being critical about talking oh my god oh this oh my oh oh and what's really interesting is as I'm writing this to you I have my um, my writing up for my blog, which I talked about, I have Twitter and another notification. And I was, I always look at the, the trending, um, the trending topic section on Twitter, the what's happening section to see what's going on, because that kind of gives you a pulse of, of what's going on. 
And I saw that Satan, <laughs> I saw that Satan was number one trending on Twitter. And I'm not going to get into this because I really don't care. Um, but, and this is a side commercial. This is not even what I'm talking about, but it's, it's so interesting because theologically we understand that Satan is defeated. The Bible says that Jesus disarmed and disrobed all principalities and powers. The Bible also talks about in the book of Revelation that a war broke out of heaven and it was um, Lucifer and his angels and Michael and his angels. And if you notice, uh, being observant of the text, God, Jesus, the Lord, wasn't even involved in this battle. Satan is not an equal of Jesus. I know that people paint a picture that he is. Um, people paint uh, Satan as Thanos with all five infinity stones. But the truth of the matter is the enemy has no power. Um, the enemy's been disrobed of all power. Uh, the enemy is defeated. But it's so interesting to me because we live in a generation where Christians magnify, glorify the enemy to the point where he has power um, that he should no longer have. It's very, very, very interesting. You know, we have, um, you know, there's a Bible verse that talks about, you know, magnify the Lord with me and exalt his name together. Would it be alarming? It would not would it be? It would be alarming if somebody said, magnify Satan with me, magnify the devil with me, exalt his name together. You would be shocked uh, if a church was singing that, if somebody was preaching that from the pulpit, you would probably do a hard U-turn to walk out of that church and never come back. But the fact of the matter is that's what some people do on a regular basis and they don't even realize it. Listen, um, the enemy um, goes about like a roaring lion, seeking who he may devour. He comes disguised as an angel of light, but I'm at a place and you should get to a place as well where you recognize what's going on spiritually. You're, you're discerning. You're like a son of Issachar, knowing the times and the seasons and you're like a person that Jesus said where you know the signs of the times, but what do you do when you understand the sign of the times? What do you do when you see uh, something, uh, when you observe something and you're like, eh, you know, I just, that's just kind of interesting to me. Uh, what do you do? What is your response? Your response is to be a person of prayer. You know, I'm reminded of the scripture in Ezekiel um, 22, 30, and I looked at it last night and it said that I, I looked for a man in the gap uh, because I wanted to destroy these people and I found no one. It's so interesting that we live in a world where we have COVID-19, we have racial problems at an all-time high, I would suggest at just the high as it was um, back in the civil rights era, maybe in a, in a different way, in a more subtle way. But I mean, if you saw the Georgia um, voter thing yesterday, if, you, if you've seen what's happened to George Floyd, if, if you've seen what's happened to Breonna Taylor, um, I, I don't know how you see these things and these things do not drive you to a place of prayer. But you know what happens to a lot of us? A lot of us get swept up in the spirit of this age and one of the big spirits of this age is 
um, being a commentator, play-by-play announcer. Did you see that? Oh my God, did you see that? You know, it says that I looked for somebody to stand in the gap. Stand in the gap. We we talk about the gap. We look at the gap. Um, I'm also reminded too, and I'm just flowing with scripture here. I'm going to get to my point. Um, I'm also reminded of the story of uh, the Good Samaritan. And I'm actually going to type it in here so I don't butcher it and I don't mess it up. The Good Samaritan. Let me read it to you while we're here. And I'm going to read just this portion because this is going to flow well with what I'm talking about. It says in reply, the NIV version, Jesus said a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he was attacked by robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest, Kalabasa, a priest happened to be going down the same road and he saw the man, Jesus, and he passed by on the other side. So too a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side as well. This is what a lot of people, a lot of Christians look like. We see issues, we see gaps, we see people hurting, we see people suffering, and we walk by, we talk about it. We look at it. We write a thread about it. That's terrible. They're doing this. Uh, They're doing that. But um, people don't pray. They don't stand in the gap. They're not solutions. They're not answers. Uh, They don't become the hand and feet of Jesus. So what happens? The gap remains. Uh, The problem remains. The problem increases. And you wonder why stuff doesn't change. Oh, God, if you would just raise up somebody, huh? God, if you would just raise up, huh? raise up somebody, huh? raise, do it, Lord. Huh? Do, what if the person that God wants to raise up is you, but because you don't pray, uh, because you don't intercede, because you don't become a mediator. Thank you, Apostle Oscar, for that beautiful teaching yesterday. Because you don't become a mediator, because you're not willing to become a person um, that is affiliated and associated with what people are going through. You don't want to look like what people are going through. You stay in your glass house. Uh, you stay in your place on top of the hill. Um, you stay in a lofty place, in a prideful place, in a self-righteous place. And you wonder why things don't change. Uh, people, we have a problem. We have an issue. And the issue is us. The issue is us not doing anything. We think that it's going to be magical, that it'll just fall out of the sky, that it'll just fall into our lap, that, that it'll all get sweeter by and by in the sweet, just weird stuff. But we don't want to become what we're called to be. We don't want to be the this stuff. We don't want to be in action. We don't want to be hands and feet. We want somebody else to do it. You know? And it's so interesting to me. It's so weird. And I think a lot of the times we don't think um, that we're eloquent enough. Uh, we don't think that we talk well enough. We don't think that we have the right homiletics and and hermeneutics and uh, Greek and and Hebrew and uh, uh, haven't read the Apocrypha, but who cares about that? 
God said, I was looking for a man to stand in the gap, somebody who was willing, um, somebody who who would get down in that place, uh, somebody who would get in that get in that posture and fill and fill that thing. Because you know what's so interesting about a gap? What's so interesting about a gap is that it always wasn't that way, but it got to that place because somebody um, derelicted, left aside, abandoned their post, abandoned their duty. So what then is the response? Like I said before, the response is to become a person of prayer. Listen, I told you I just came out of a season of, uh, not a season, but a period of really just con- concentrated and, and focused prayer. And I, and I found in that place that God really began to, to speak to me. God's really begin, beginning to speak to me at a higher level. He was speaking to me before because um, as a child of God, um, God communicating with you, it's, it's your right. It's relationship. It's not something you have to fight for. Um, it's not something you have to strive for. It's not something that you have to... You know, I just hope God talks to me. No, you're a child of God. He's a good father. He wants to speak to you. He wants to commune with you. He wants to give you answers. But um, back to prayer, I found that in the place of prayer, God began to show me things about my, my family. And, and God began to show me things about my, my, my coworkers. And, and God began to, to show me things about my city. And, and I feel myself coming out of prayer with this... With this um, this burden of compassion, like God, I, I need to be a, a, a solution. God, I, I need to be that person who stands in the gap. God, I, 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 don't, I don't need to be like this person who's a priest and a Levite. God, there's too many priests and Levites already that just walk by, um, that just look at people, that just talk about things. But, but, I, but I pray that as you hear this, that there's something burning in your belly. I, I pray uh, that as, as you're hearing this, that the stoke and the, and the flame of intercession begins to fan within you because we need people to stand in the gap. You know? A lot of these things that are going on in the world, if the church was just the hands and feet of Jesus, if the church would just be like those people where Jesus said, um, the, the, the disciples said to Jesus, but Lord, when did we do these things to you? It said, he, Jesus said, you fed me and, and you clothed me uh, and you gave me a drink. And, and the disciples said, but Lord, uh, when did we do this to you? We've been here with you the whole time. And Jesus said, uh, when you've done this thing to the least of these, you've done them to me. We need to get back to being a least of these kind of people. A least of these kind of church where we where we see situations in our life. And I know we, we have them every day. I had to give it before the Lord because I had opportunities in my life where where I could just it doesn't even have to be spooky and weird. Thus saith the Lord God, man, like, man, you know, I, I see that you're kind of down today. I just wanted to encourage you that things will get better, um, that there's a great plan for your life. And that word does so much. Um, to somebody because you see standing in the gap is not about just prayer it's about being a solution when you see a problem you know I, I, I go back even to a prophetic word that I got before I started my job um, about two years ago now <clears throat> and the prophetic word was so interesting I don't remember all of it but I remember the part of it that stood out to me and was so profound and 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 I and I'm living in the manifestation of it today. And the person and, and the brother said to me, he said, Nate, he said, in your next in your job, I, I see something happening. I see you being an answer 
to things people have been praying for. Nate, I see you being a solution. I see God making you a solution, and I see God giving you solutions. See, that's what we need to do. We need to ask God, God, give me solutions, but God, even more than that, God, even greater than that, make me a solution. Make me not someone who just talks about the problem and, and, and rants about the problem, and I'm just, I'm just calling it for what it is. Listen, we don't need people to call stuff for what it is. It's obvious. Uh, stuff is so obvious. Um, you don't need to, you're not doing anything profound by calling uh, something what it is. You want to do something profound, pray. Uh, you want to do something profound, give someone an encouraging word. If you don't feel like you're comfortable giving somebody an encouraging word, posture yourself before the Lord and pray and say, Lord, here I am your son. Here I am your daughter. God, I'm available. God, my spirit is open. God, my channel is open for you to pour through me, for you to give me a word that will bring life. I love this song um, by Donnie McKirkland, the old song, Speak to My Heart. It says, speak to my heart, Holy Spirit. Give me the words that will bring life. Father, we need to be a people that ask God to give us words that bring life. You know, the Bible says that Jesus spoke words that are spirit and life. We need to be life-giving spirits that give life-giving words. We need to be people um, that fill in the gap. We need to be people that fill in the place. We need to be the answer. Uh, we need to be solutions. We know that ultimately Jesus Christ is the solution, but Jesus in Christ, Jesus Christ has placed us in the earth as his hands and feet to be the solution. So I want to leave you with something today. I want to leave you um, with a burden. I want to leave you with a conviction. I hope this offended you, but I hope it offended you not just for the sake of offense. I hope it offended you to push you in a deeper place. So I'm going to pray for you. And Father, I pray um, that each and every person that listens to this, Father, first and foremost, I thank you that you love them. I thank you that you died for them. I thank you that you have a plan for their life. Father, I thank you that you're for them and not against them. Father, I just speak encouragement uh, to people that they would know that you're fighting for them, that you're uh, their avenger, that you're uh, uh, the great defender who wars for them. Father, I ask that my generation would be a generation of prayer. Father, I ask that my generation would be a generation of intercession. Father, I ask that my generation would be a people like in Jeremiah 33 where they would call unto you you would answer you would show them things that we not know not of father we repent for being prideful uh we repent for being self-righteous uh we repent for being useless and not being useful father make us solutions uh, father make us answers father make us gap fillers father make us people that want to stand in the place uh, of, of intercession. Father, make us people that want to stand in the place of the breach, uh, to stand in a place um, of the broken down where, where there's been a hole where the enemy can come in. Father, let us be those people. Let us not just people that talk and gawk and observe and say, that's too bad, or that's not my problem. Oh, that's terrible. Oh, the devil is magnified, or the devil's looming large. Shut up. Let us be people that pray. Let us be people that intercede. Let us be people that operate from a dimension of authority that we have in Jesus Christ. Father, I'm, I realize and I understand that there are some things that are going on right now, but Father, I'm so encouraged because you told me that it was greater is he that lives in me than he that is of the world. The Bible told me that this is our very faith, that we overcome the world. Father, I ask that people's eyes would be open to see that they're overcomers. Father, I ask that people's eyes would be open to know that they're more than conquerors in the one who loves us. Father, let us fight from a better position. Father, let us not war as those who don't believe. Let us not be like the world and be carnal and childish and, and silly and goofy. But Father, I ask that you would bring maturity. Father, I ask that you would bring a conviction. Father, I ask that you would give people eyes to see and ears to hear what a, what's a distraction. And Father, First and foremost, Father, I ask that you would make us people of prayer. Father, I ask that you would make us people of intercession. Father,
Father, I'm reminded when Jesus took time away and, and he went away to go pray. Father, let us be people where we go away to pray. When things are bothering us, Father, let us take them to you in prayer. Father, let us become people of prayer and knowing that through prayer we can transform the world. Knowing that people through prayer we can change our city. Father, let us know that being people of prayer we can change our nation and change our world. And Father, I ask these things in Jesus' name. So guys, I hope this does something to you. I feel so charged and so stirred as I'm praying, as I'm, I'm teaching, as I'm preaching. And I hope that the same fire that I'm feeling, I hope that you catch it. Um, I hope you run with it. I hope you see it. There are great things that lay ahead. I want you to be encouraged. God is for you. Um, God has overcome the world. Um, you're a conqueror. You're victorious. Live in that place. Be a gap filler. Be a breach uh, filler and operate differently. Operate like a son of God and child of God. I love you guys. Take care. Bye.